Talks Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And I hope you had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were positivity is a muscle. Man. muscles building muscles it's so easy when you start to build them for them to go into attrition when you stop which is when you bulk up and you do all of those things but the moment you stop actively pursuing muscle building the muscle starts to eat away at itself and you're left with what you started with which is not the strength right and what I learned this week with regards to this is that avoiding attrition takes a lot of conscious effort. For me, I kind of have a positive disposition as a person, but there are certain things that I just don't have the patience for, which is not a great thing. That's what I'm really working on. And I'm learning that in those moments where you actually want to default that is especially the most important moments where you have to push yourself to do whatever it is you're trying to do to build whatever muscle it is you want to build. Because in moments where life is good, it's easy to be positive. It's about learning how to be positive when life is not good, right? And learning how to be realistic, of course, but still have a positive solution-focused disposition in those times where it's so easy for you to just like say, nope, we're no longer doing this. And I hope that just the the thought and the concept of positivity being a muscle was able to help you guys really just understand that you do have control. And having control doesn't mean things are easy, but it means that if you are willing to put in the hard work to push for it, you are able to build and develop into whomever or whatever it is you want to be that you believe is best for you. And with that being said, we're going to get right into the talk for this week, which is about waiting. Waiting sucks. (laughs) Patience, having or being forced to have patience sucks. And especially right now, as we're entering into the end of this interesting, strange different earth rattling year there's a lot of things that we wanted in the beginning of the year that we were working towards things that God said were ours and the excitement of stepping into something new and not getting it right away it's really hard to keep that momentum in the middle period which is the waiting season when you've stepped into whatever it is has been promised to you but then now you're waiting for in the gap or the interim of actually materializing that thing and the initial steps you took, right? And the um, the thing about waiting is that we want all of these things and the things that we want are good things that will bring us peace, that will bring us prosperity, that will bring us influence, that will make us a blessing. And there are many things that we've been promised, right? And where it really gets difficult, as I said, is when it's been a while and it's not coming and it really seems like it won't come. You know, when we get that initial jolt of energy and positivity, it's, it's, it's so refreshing, you know, and it's so new and it's lovely. And 
we all know when we when we get new things when we meet a new person like the initial honeymoon phase of an idea of a person of a new opportunity of hope it's just so beautiful it's so encouraging it's so exciting you're learning all these new things and everything just seems wonderful right but then we get to that plateau and that's where the waiting season really comes into play where where there's not that allure of the newness, but there's also not that satisfaction or excitement of completion. And how do we maintain in the waiting season, right? And what I want to tell you guys about the waiting season is that it's where greatness is created, right? And it's where endurance is built. It's where strength is built. And when we're in that waiting season, what we need to do is actively wait, that is the most important thing to do in the waiting season. And when I say actively wait or act or the act of actively waiting, it's taking actions in the interim of receiving what you've prayed for, what you've hoped for and what you know is yours. So in that season, you need to be taking actions. And before I'm going to give you guys five steps or five tips to help you in your active waiting. But before I get into that, there are two points that I thought were very important for me to make just to keep things in perspective. And the first one is that being content with where you are does not mean you should be complacent. Let me repeat that. Being content with where you are does not mean you should be complacent. And I think these two sometimes get like being content sometimes gets this bad rap that it's being complacent and complacency is meaning means that you do not want to do more that you're okay with where you are and that you have no further ambitions whereas being content with where you are is you giving the season you're in its due grace and its due appreciation we do not want to be people who are not able to stop and smell the roses because we're running towards the garden because what happens if we don't get to the garden or what happens is that if we spend our whole lives chasing something and we never enjoyed the moments that were part of the journey you're gonna live a very unfulfilled life being content with where you are is saying this is where I am right now and I'm happy for what it's offering me Do I want more? Absolutely. Will I work towards more? Absolutely. If I was in this place five years from now, if I was in this place five months from now, would I be happy? Probably not. But in this moment that I am here, I'm going to make the best of it, fill myself with appreciation and sink in or let everything that it has to offer sink into me. And I'm going to absorb it openly with a positive attitude. And that's the first one. The second one is that humility and mediocrity are not the same thing. <laughs> um, I feel that sometimes the the situation of being humble and having a humble disposition is sometimes looked at as the same thing as being mediocre. Mediocrity is an action or an inaction. Humility is a disposition. So with humility being a disposition, what that means is that you can have all the success of this world. You can have all of the money, all the influence, all the impact, everything of this world, and you can still remain humble. Being mediocre means that you're working under 
your ability, which is a disservice to yourself, a disservice to the people around you who are waiting on you to activate your blessing so that they can tap into it. And it's a disservice to your purpose, right? So I want you guys to just keep these two things in mind, right? Like when we wait for what we want, we can be content and we can be happy in the moment while actively wanting more, right? And being humble doesn't mean you need to be lowly. It doesn't mean that you need to not achieve anything or you don't need to be great. Like, you know, when people say I live a very humble life, you can be a millionaire and decide to live on a farm and just take care of chickens for the rest of your life. If that's the life you want to live. Right. But living a humble life doesn't mean you, you want to get to a place where you don't, you feel it unnecessary to tap into your full potential because you feel like being great is not synonymous with humility, but humility is a disposition. If you, if you're somebody who, when you accomplish all the great things that you're meant to accomplish, you're going to become a horrible person, then that's a character. That's a character flaw that you need to work on. It's not, it's not synonymous with success. It's when you feel that your success has deemed you above all other people to the point where you no longer have to have respect or or have compassion. That's that's a character flaw. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the money and the accolades. I want to be extremely successful and humble. That's the goal. I want to have as much money as I need to make all the impact necessary. I want to make all the impact necessarily um, necessary for me in my purpose. And I want to do it to the full extent that God has bestowed on me. And in that, I want to remember always that it's God who gave it to me and he can remove it from me. And based on that knowledge, it's not my power. So there's no reason for me to have an arrogance about me because I didn't do it for myself, which will make me humble constantly. That's the goal. <laughs> so I just want to get those two things out of the way because in creating this episode and really thinking of what I wanted to say. Those are the two things that really just kept pressing on my spirit. So I thought I'd put it out there because I don't want any of you guys to block and hinder yourselves from really entering into what you're meant to because you feel like it's not biblical or it's not right or it'll make you a bad person. The greatness we have and the greatness we're meant to tap into is meant to serve a purpose. So for you to ever think that, oh, I don't want to do too much. I don't want to be too rich. I don't want, I don't want to fulfill my destiny in a way that it will bring me a lot of possessions or a access to possessions because I won't be humble anymore is a disservice that really requires a mindset shift. And I just, maybe in me saying this, I don't know who is meant to hear that. It'll probably, I hope it brings you perspective and really helps you to look at things in a different way. Money and resources are not are not the root of all evil. <laughs> it's it's misallocation of those resources or idolizing those resources that really is the root of all evil. So I just want to bring that up before I get into the talk just to clear the air to make it a little smoother and for you guys to be able to receive whatever I'm saying a lot easier. So the five steps to actively waiting, this is of course, as I always say, not all encompassing, but I think that these five really, if you really utilize them, that's the word. If you really utilize them, keep them in the back of your mind and activate them, it's going to help you. It's going to help the weight be a little more purposeful. It's going to help that gap between 
what you started and where you're going to finish feel a little smaller and also feel more intentional, right? When we're waiting, the issue with waiting is, is the, are we there yet principle, right? Of, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because you're bored and there's nothing to do and you feel like everything is going to be at the destination. Like when kids are in a, on a road trip, right? But when we're actively waiting, we're not saying, are we there yet? Because we know what we're doing is going to get us there. So it's not a matter of sitting back and waiting for eventually to happen. It's more so us doing what we need to do at this moment to ensure that when eventually does happen, as we know it will, we'll have all of our ducks in a row. The first tip is to believe it's yours. Whatever it is you're waiting for on the other end, you have to believe that it's yours. You have to have faith and blind faith because in the waiting season, in the beginning, you get that promise and that excitement of the newness and all the greatness that you think this thing will have, right? But then in the waiting season, you it, it might get a little blurry because we're not seeing what's happening. But that's where it's most important for you to, to have that blind faith that the thing that I was promised that set me on this journey has not changed. I may not be able to see it and I may not be have the excitement of the newness that it had initially brought me, but it's still there. If you wait in disbelief, you will be blind to every single opportunity that's coming your way. You need to believe it's still yours because the moment you don't believe that whatever it is that you're waiting for is still attainable, it's still within your grasp and that it will be yours. Every single opportunity that will come up in the waiting season, you won't see it because you no longer believe that it's yours. You know that excitement when, let's just say, when you meet a new person who you're really into and you're so excited about and you're having those conversations and you're talking to them and everything they're saying is so new and fresh and their perspective just seems so wonderful because of the fact that they're so new to the point where they say something, you're like, ooh, I've never thought of it like that. Ooh, I've never looked at it like that. And that investment in getting to know them and in believing in whatever it is they're telling you just makes you so attentive that you even pick up pick up on the small nuances that they never even said that is what believing that it's yours does for you it allows you to be able to pick up on those small nuances it's it allows you to say my goal is still mine so when something happens that someone else might skip over, you'll look at it as an opportunity. Ooh, that's what happened. Oh, that opportunity. Ooh, that thing. Like you will be so enamored and it will keep you in a faith space that will allow every single opening to make sense to you, right? Like if if you think that, if you don't have belief, right? If you don't believe that it's yours, you'll be looking for a giant door to step into because it has to be obvious. It has to be, glaring it has to have two shining arrows saying this is the way but when you believe it's yours you might see a little crack in the corner and realize that that's the door you're going to enter into you might have to do a little digging but that's your door because you're actively looking for it and you're willing to accept every iteration of how it will come because you believe it's yours and you believe it's coming the first um the second tip is to check yourself you, we need to always take an internal inventory of whatever it is we have. And one thing about checking yourself that really becomes easier and more glaring when you do the first step, which is believing it's yours, is that you become confident in what you already have. 
you do what you already have. You know, when we are waiting, there there can be in that gap period, especially if it's longer than we expected, um, there can start to be negative thoughts that will make us feel as if maybe we don't have what it takes. Those voices will start to trickle in of maybe I need to do something else. Maybe I was never even built for this. Maybe I don't have the tools. Of course, there is always work to be done, right? But it's important to keep checking yourself and reminding yourself that you already have what is needed. You have the tools that are needed for the season and the tools that you have are enough for the season you're in. As we go forward, there might be more tools and that's going to be, I'm going to discuss that more in step, um, in step three, but you need to take inventory. You need to, first of all, take a personal inventory of everything you have and enter into all of those tools with confidence. You might not be the best spoken person, but maybe that's not what is needed in this season, right? And I always remember the quote that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And if you look through the Bible at most of the most popular Bible characters, it seemed to the naked eye and it seemed to logic that they didn't have what it took. But when we look at what they were able to do with what they did have, you realize that it's it's the confidence of understanding that if this is what I'm called to do, it must be because I already have what I need to to take the next steps, right? And in checking yourself and checking your taking a personal inventory, it's also important for you to look at the external resources that you also have, right? It's one thing to look at what are the, what are the things that I'm good at? What are the things I can do? And then also take a look at your immediate circle of influence and impact and just your immediate network and say, what are the things that these people can help me with? Right? Because no man is an Island and we do not do things on our own. And when you just look on the inside, it can become very discouraging. But if you take a step and look outside of yourself, you'll see that there are a lot of mo- there are a lot of people who have already been placed in your life. There are a lot of resources that you probably haven't tapped into. And that's why it's important to do that check during the waiting season so that you don't allow discouragement to just overcome you to the point where you feel so unworthy. And maybe there are things that you don't have that aren't your strengths, but you can look to your left, look at your friends, look at your significant others, look at, look at the person, people you connected with last year. And maybe those are their strong suits. Reach out to those people. Let's not get so discouraged that we don't see everything that's around us. The third tip is to do your work. And this is, this comes after you've done a check, right? You see what you have, what you need, and then you decide what you need to do. When you believe it's yours, you'll be more willing to do the preparation for whatever it is you want. And this just goes right back to number one of believing it's yours, right? There is a work required in the waiting season. Actively waiting means what am I, what am I supposed to be doing right now? What is it that in this season, I need to pick up what are the tools that are required of me that I need to take to ensure that when I get to the final destination, that I won't squander it, that I won't lose it, that I won't mess it up, right? So whatever that work is, after you've done the check of everything you have, take a look at the situation. Let's say the thing is you want a million dollars. Let's just make it that because most of us, well, all of us want money and some extra money would probably do us all a little bit of good. And 
you want a million dollars and in the beginning you saw the ideas and the plans that were shown to you that these are the plans that if you continue on this path you will reach your destination have you have you done the work you know hearing about the plans and doing it in the beginning what more do you need to do right it's not just creating a product and putting it out there and becoming a millionaire what's the marketing you need to do what what are the preparations you need to do what are the legal things you need to do what are the foundations that you need to set to ensure that when you do get that thing that's yours it won't fall right because if you build a foundation that can only accommodate 10 stories and something's about to be 50 stories it will crumble on itself because the weight will not be able to the weight of it will crush it because it wasn't properly prepared for right it's better to prepare for 100 pounds and only get two than it is to prepare for two pounds and then end up with a hundred right so it's doing the work doing whatever it is and being willing to do that work and that is essential to the active waiting period what what is it you need to do who is it you need to get in contact with? What are the assurances you need to put in place to ensure that when you step into whatever it is you're stepping into, you will have all of your ducks in a row. This is where you get your ducks in a row. This is where you figure out what your ducks are. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the fourth tip is to focus on the good. I also wrote it as focus on the 99. Don't become so fixated on what you don't have to the point where you become an ingrate of what you do have and this is so important right because what we focus on magnifies and in those waiting periods where we're not seeing the results where we thought we would have it by now but we don't where we're looking around and we're seeing other people accomplish these things and we for whatever reason we haven't had our own do not let that become a monster do not let that become a spirit as I spoke about last week do not let that negativity of the one part that's not going the way you want consume you and infect you so much that you're not even able to focus on all the other great things that are happening. And truth be told, perspective is everything, right? Positive perspective is everything. Pay attention to all the good that's happening. Yes, there's that ultimate thing that you want and you're deserving of, as I said, and you will get it as I am so sure if it's meant for you, you will have it. But do not let the disappointment of our personal timing and our time frame of when we thought we would have it not being fulfilled get you to a point where you lose perspective of being able to see the good. And what I've learned, especially with my journey, of entrepreneurship and just trying to enter into what I believe is mine is that perspective really helps you to open doors. As I said in the beginning of checking, I'm believing something is yours, right? That you're, instead of looking for a glaring door, you'll see the little crack in the floor and you'll attribute that to being a door. And then you'll start to dig down and you'll realize it's a door, right? You'll be able to look at things unconventionally. The thing with focusing on the good and focusing on the 99 that are good instead of the one that isn't, is that you start to see little glimmers of hope. You, it's like when you're running a marathon, for example, right? You start off, there's all of that adrenaline in the beginning. And this is a marathon, <laughs> essentially. You you start off with all of that adrenaline. You think of all the, all the training you've done, all the preparation. And there's that excitement, right? Because at the beginning, all those people are cheering you on. They're yelling. It's so wonderful. You're not tired yet. You feel you, you're hydrated. You were built for this. Wonderful, right? And let's say it's a 15K marathon 
or what is it like 23k i don't even know 26k i think is a full marathon correct me if i'm wrong clearly i don't do running like that but when you get to let's say the first 5k that's easy right because we're still close to the beginning you can still hear those cheers but what happens when you get to 15k and you get tired and you're somewhere in the middle and you look to the back you can't see where you started and you look to the um you look ahead of you and you can't see the finish line that is where those little pit stops happen right where you'll be running and there'll be that one person who gives you a little bit of Gatorade and you drink that Gatorade and it helps you to continue on your path. When you focus on the positive, when you focus on the 99, you'll start to see those Gatorade moments. You'll start to see those moments where, oh, I didn't, I didn't get a job yet, but oh, I haven't gotten a call in a while, but I just got a call for an interview. This might not even be the job. I may not end up getting this job, but it's just that little reminder that your path is still set before you. And it's it's the way that I think God reminds us that we're good. He He gives us these little pieces. Like you start to feel that, oh, maybe I'll never get this thing I wanted. Maybe I set out on the wrong path, but then boom, somebody talks to you and they you you post a video and your videos haven't been getting any traction and you post one and then someone DMs you and they're like, you're meant for this. This fits you you're a good person, little tiny reminders. And those are the little Gatorade moments that we need to hold on to, to ensure that, to give us a little bit more fuel to continue to the next step of our journey. We're never left desolate friends. And when we start to feel like we're left desolate, it's because we're focusing on the wrong thing. And we've magnified that so much that it's muted our ability to see past that and see all of the good that is around us. And sometimes it's just a friend saying, I, I felt, I felt something good for you. Or I had a friend tell me the other day that every single one of your heart's desires will be fulfilled. And she said that to me as just a supportive friend, because I had rendered her help in the ways we do to our friends. But in that moment, I was feeling very low on myself. Um, my morale was a little down. I was, I was a little confused on where to go, but that little Gatorade moment that she gave me was enough to propel me right back into the path, right? And to keep me focused because if I'm helping my friend in this way that's affecting her life positively, that means I have the ability to impact the masses. That that means that if I get the access to that stage, I'm going to be able to do it at that grand level because I'm already proving that I can do it at this lower level. So those are the things we really need to focus on. Those little pit stops of confirmation, those Gatorade moments, those are what we need to focus on. And if one thing is not going well in our lives, the thing that we want, look at all the other things that are going well. They might not even be related to that thing per se, but just look at everything else. Is it the fact that you still have laughter? Is it the fact that things aren't going your way, but your daily bread is being provided? You might not have savings in your account, but every single time your bills come up, you pay them on time. That is a blessing that in this season of that we're in, that is what we should be content and grateful with. As we want more, as we want to get to that place of abundance, as we want to get to our final destination, what are the things in this season that are still working? that are still functioning, certain things that we've never had to think about. Yes, if I wanted to buy a 
$50,000 car, um, $50, car, I may not be able to do it today. But if I'm ever hungry, I can go to the store and buy groceries and swipe my card without looking up at the, at the price, being scared that my card will decline. That is a win because a lot of people can't even do that. But if we're sitting here waiting for the huge wins, so much so that we're not seeing the little normalcies that are going through our lives, the things that we don't even have to think about that are fi- that are the biggest concerns of other people, we become ingrates. And it's horrible to be an ingrate because we we are missing out on the little blessings. Yes, of course, the big things are great, but in life, we can't be jumping from mountain to mountain in terms of big, huge accomplishments. We have to also appreciate the, the mellow accomplishments that are happening day to day. And that will keep us in perspective. <laughs> that was kind of a rant, but yeah, the last and final tip is to open your mind. You, if you believe it's yours, if you've checked yourself, if you do the work and you focus on the 99, you need to open your mind. Be open to every single iteration and possibility, every single path that that journey can take you on because it's viable. It's not always going to be straight. It's It hardly ever is straight. And part of opening your mind is really praying, praying for what you want. And then one thing that has been really important to me lately is that if you're praying, you're having a conversation with God, right? You're telling him what you want. You're thanking him for what he's done. But after, in any conversation you have with anyone else, what happens? There's an interaction, right? There's, there's a, it's a conversation. So there has to be answers. There has to be a back and forth. So once you pray, once you're done praying, take a moment and listen, listen for what God has to tell you. Listen for what will be downloaded into your spirit. Listen for ideas and confirmations, and then move on the word of that confirmation confidently. Whatever it is you hear, you might not be able to see it yet, right? In the beginning, we believe it's ours. That's blind faith. You might not be able to see it, but know that it's there. When a person who's running a marathon gets to the halfway point and they can't see the beginning and they can't see the end, why is it that they don't turn around? Or why is it that they don't go off pace? Because they are confident in the fact that the ending exists. So even if they can't see it right now, they know that they're built and prepared for it. And they know that there will be moments where you can't see it. They'll take their Gatorade and they'll continue on the path. And that is what we need to do as well, friends. Like we need to be confident and move on the word. If the word has been given to you, if this is what your destiny says, if you feel it with every fiber of your body, it's still true when you can't see it. It's still there, right? Wouldn't it be lovely if we could just step out of our bodies and do a zoom out, a zoom out all like really far back so that we could see the beginning, we could see the end and we could see where we are. That would be wonderful, right? But that's not faith (laughs) and that's not what we're meant to do. But do that in your mind, zoom out. See that, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of this. What do I need to, to continue on my path? What are the Gatorade moments that I need? What is the confirmations that I need? What, what should I be looking at to make sure I'm on the right path? What are the preparations I need to make? And when we do this, trust me, we will, we will get to that end because it's already been promised there, right? The finish line is there. The accomplishments are there. And when we get through that quiet season in the middle and we continue to move, we'll start to hear those whispers of cheering again. 
we'll start to get those confirmations. We'll start to get those opportunities and things will start flowing again. And before you know it, you'll be at the end, running through that finish line, accomplishing everything you had accomplished and people will see you and they'll cheer for you, but they won't know those dark moments in the middle where you needed a cheer, but you didn't have one. And that's the part of life, right? So I really hope that this helps you. And just for a recap, the five steps to actively waiting are one, believe it's yours. Two, check yourself. Three, do the work. Four, focus on the good or focus on the 99. And five, open your mind. I will put these in the show notes again so that you guys can have them just to look over and to remind you of what you should be doing. And with that, I'll get right into our words to live by for this week, which are stay the course. (laughs) I'm sure you guys probably could have seen that coming because that's what it is. We need to stay the course. The course is not always going to be clear. We won't always be able to see the beginning from the end, but when we trust in God and we have our conviction that this is where we're meant to be, it helps us to stay on that path. So look at the paths that you've been on. Look at the paths that you know are yours, the ones that you've put on the shelf, but they're burning for you to pick them back on and just really take a moment and apply these steps and talk to God and ask what you need to do to stay on path right? Because there are some things that we drop and we never think about them again and never even care to pick them up and never care for them to exist. But there are some things that, that just burn at us, you know, that just keep coming to our minds that we've tried to let go of, but they're not, they're not letting go of us. You know, when we try to let go of them, they're not letting go of us. They're burning on the inside of us. They're telling us to do them. And when these things are truly meant for us, there is a path. There are instructions. It might not be clear, but just take the time to really just encourage yourself to stay on the course. This week, just look for those Gatorade moments and focus on the 99. Check yourself, have that confidence, go through the steps one by one and just encourage yourself to stay on the path because when you reach the destination and you're basking in everything that is meant for you, you'll look back at the the pains the labor pains and the difficulties and you'll forget and that and I say labor pains because I I have so many people around me who have had kids and I'm like how was your labor and they were like it's terrible but I want more and I'm like how does that happen and my mom always says that God puts a spirit of forgetting when you finally get that thing that you want all of the struggles that it took to get there just become a blip and they become so irrelevant and that's what we need to hold on to to stay the course Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.